Thursday night football against the Chargers will be affected by COVID-19. What the Chiefs have done to this point to get ready and to help themselves get ready for that particular matchup. What will come down to the AFC West title here, I think, is going to be determined this week. Then, how do they get there? Who played the most? And who actually surprised us a couple of times? How do they get ready for Thursday night football? We're going to get into it all here on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Whoo, it's a short week. Feels like a short day to me. It is a short week, and unfortunately, Kansas City has got uh, a player that landed on COVID after uh, putting Jody Fortson on the COVID list, but he yeah. was on IR, so that doesn't change much. Uh, Kansas City lose Josh Gordon to this game. Uh, he will not be playing on Thursday night. For the most part, I, he tested positive, so I believe you are correct. I, I know they didn't come out and say that, and I'm a little, a little concerned about why that wasn't in the statement by the Chiefs, but you know, it is what it is. He did test positive, as did Rashawn Slater for the Chargers, so he's likely Huge not going to play either. And I think it all comes down to this. like Jody Fortson is still in the building, so that's why there's a little concern there because he is rehabbing, et cetera. Uh, and so th- there's a little crossover. You know, He could be in the training room, whatever, along with some other of the players. So – uh, I just don't think at the end of the day, when you look at this matchup and coming off of a short week, uh, both teams were very cognizant of that. We'll get into that in the, in the next segment. But to have to miss a player, and, and yes, Josh Gordon has been getting a lot of snaps. I don't know that I'd call him the starter the last couple of weeks, but clearly he finally made his mark, uh, got in the end zone. The Chiefs are still ahead of the game on this one. Nothing against Josh, but the loss of Josh Gordon as the third wide receiver versus – Rashawn Slater, the brightest spot on the offensive line there, protecting Justin Herbert. I think that is a huge win for the Chiefs in terms of like their relative value. Oh, no, completely. It's a huge win on the part of the Chiefs in relative value. I'm just concerned about saying something about it now as opposed to seeing how things shake out the rest of the week. Uh, we have to hope that this is the last person that either team puts on the COVID-19 list. Um, and, you know, I really hate that Slater's going to miss this game, at least – from what I understand, he would have to miss this game if he tested positive. He'd have to have two negative tests in twenty in a twenty four twenty four hours apart. So mm-hmm. he would have to have a test on Tuesday and a test on Wednesday, or Wednesday and Thursday to have a possibility of playing. I just cannot see that being the case. Uh, but you know, we'll see. It's a situation for both of them. That's why it's very very unlikely. But I did again. I found it curious. Yep. The Chiefs Chiefs were very high. They put him on the podium the whole nine yards. Like. It's been a really up and down 24 hours for Josh Gordon. Um, but it, I do find it curious that they didn't say and rule him out already. But that being said, it is. Well, they didn't is. rule out Slater either. And the other curious thing is, you know, how is this going to affect, you know, is Keenan Allen going to play? Because he went on the COVID list for the Chargers last week. He's right. still on the COVID list. Uh, you would think he would be able to play. Uh, it sounds like the Chargers think that he should be able to play, but we still don't know about that either. So that could yeah. be another huge loss for them. Interesting part. Chargers didn't practice on Tuesday. Uh, I was a little bit surprised by that, you know, and it's knocking lights out over here. You never know what's going to happen. You mean on he, Monday, but yes. That yeah. day too, yes. Yeah. What's that end and why? <clears throat> yeah, there you so, go. Clearly a little more concerned about their stamina and the, the toll that last 
uh, game took on them. Chiefs were very, very cognizant of it, and they rotated their players quite a bit. We'll get into who played the most and what was surprising there. But in terms of preparation, the thing that they have to watch out for now is that if you have a positive test on each team, you just got to hope that it, it isn't farther than that. You know, if they were to lose other guys out of the wide receiver room, McCall Hardman actually put in a pretty good game yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, Sunday. <laughs> and should you be without Tyreek Hill in that particular matchup, I think that is a, another one that if it spreads within that wide receiver room, there's going to be some issues. Well, I mean, if it spreads anywhere on the team, there could be some issues. So, you know, you just have to hope that he is an isolated case and that they're able to get through things. Kansas City didn't have practice on Monday either. So uh, a lot of questions as to how that's going to affect this team. And a lot of people on the injury report that they put out that was – uh, you know, kind of a lot longer than it had been the past couple of weeks. So didn't sound like there were really some injuries, but it sounded like it looked like there were a couple more people at it this week. Yeah, it looks like Tyron Matthew missed practice non-injury. Um, we have not gotten an update on the Jerry Sneed at this point. He missed as well um, at this point. But, I think they may be without him again for another game. Yeah, and that's possible. But he did send out love to the Chiefs Kingdom uh, on Twitter. So I was uh, happy to see that. Um, I'm sure that everybody was giving him a lot of love. It's going to be – you would really hope that they could get Legereus back this week. Obviously, that is not the most important thing, but uh, you would hope that he could come back this week. We'll see whether or not that ends up happening, though. Yeah, I agree. If they can, all the better. Let's see what happens on both these. This is an emerging situation, folks. We're going to have to keep an eye on it. We'll have another update for you tomorrow uh, when Matt Derrick's going to be back on the show. Um, make sure that you like, sub, and hit the bell notification on YouTube. And if you would drop us a, a review on iTunes, we like hearing the feedback. You can always reach us on Locked on Chiefs as well. Thanks for making us your first listen today. There will be more. The draft show's in full swing, and uh, I had a kind of a crazy mock draft on the Monday show this week, so you might want to check that out. But along with that, checking out all the different podcasts, it goes along because you listen to them to acquire knowledge in the form of power, and you switch to Boost Mobile to save power and saving money. And that's the way that it comes down. Boost Mobile, you get the power of a free 5G uh, phone, not necessarily an iPhone, uh, and you can listen to all the latest episodes on that. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a piece a month so that your family can harness all of that power as well. The power of America's biggest 5G network so that you can do everything at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, how powerful can you become, especially when it comes to watching this sport and understanding where everything's going? Get a free Samsung A32 5G when you switch over to the Boost Mobile network. A free phone uh, is limited new to new customers and one line per. Uh, additional restrictions apply. Offers uh, and coverage are not available everywhere uh, for all the phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for more details. In addition to that, there's there's always something else that, you know, maybe you want to go find something. Maybe you want to have an experience. You can do that with On Location. And right now they have uh, a Super Bowl 56 combination. It's the biggest absolute giveaway by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. And you can get both a game experience and things outside of that that could include picking your exact seats, uh, exclusive pregame celebrations with uh, the NFL legends, a five-star hotel, you know, meals by three-star Michelin chefs like uh, Wolfgang Puck. Uh, all you got to do is visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56. For more information, and, or you could just search Super Bowl on location, you'll come up with it that way as well. Um, and get yourself into that. Get registered. Get 
a way to have this kind of like one in a lifetime experience for Super Bowl 56. That's on location, exp.com slash SB56. Let's get there together with on location. Really quick. On location. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to throw this out there since we talked about COVID in the first segment, uh, because it was interesting to me to see today. And Matt Derrick is all over this. Uh, 17 players were put on the COVID list on Friday. Uh, 36 players went on the COVID list on Monday because of positive tests was the highest number since that list was created in 2020. So the NFL has got a COVID problem. Got to hope that it doesn't start changing things. But you have to also think that they're probably going to be looking at changing protocols in the very near future because of it. Yeah, I think so. At this point, you're getting to where you're risking an outbreak and really setting a whole team back. And I know that they don't want to cancel any more ballgames. Um, hopefully this Omicron thing can be dealt with with the booster shots and that stuff. And it won't be a big concern, knock on wood, but you never know. We could see some protocol changes this week. Yeah, and Chargers put out a interesting list. If they would have practiced today, Jerry Cook, Austin Eckler, Derwin James, Justin Jones, Limble Joseph, Donald Parnum, Trey Marshall, and Mike Williams all would not have practiced. That's pretty key. A that's a big list, and, and that's yeah. not even including Slater, who is not on the list because he's on the COVID list. And um, it's interesting that you say that because I think the key one to that for me is if you want to jumpstart this offense, and Steve Spagnuolo said today you know, how much he respects and he thinks that Herbert is an elite quarterback. I completely agree with him. He still, just like Mahomes, needs to rely on his teammates. And the big one for me there is Eckler because to get your run game going, I think you need him if you're the Chargers, with or without Slater. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, huge deal with Eckler. If he's not able to play, that's going to be a big loss on their part. If Mike Williams is not able to play and they're missing Keenan Allen, or even if Keenan Allen comes back, that's a huge deal. And Derwin James, uh, you know, maybe they end up having all these guys. You know, it's hard to say, uh, but, you know, it's that's a lot of players. I, I want to get into this really quick. I tweeted something out earlier, um, and I just want to talk about it for just a moment because this actually goes into – what I think we're going to be seeing from Mahomes the next several games. One of the things that's really been hit uh, over the last couple of weeks is how Mahomes has struggled at home versus playing on the road. And so I took a look at his stats. On at home, 72, 72.74% completion percentage, 287 yards per game, 1.7 TDs, and one interception on average at home. Yards per attempt is 7.81, and yards per completion is 12.09 with a QBR of 100.24. Now, the key there is if you take out the two best games he had, which was Cleveland and Las Vegas, he has a 58.47 completion percentage, 236 yards per game, 1.17 TDs per game, still 1.17 INTs per game, and less than six yards per attempt at 5.75. 9.87 yards per completion and a QBR of 71.85. I say all this to say he's played his worst at home. They've got three out of the four last games they have on the road mm-hmm. where he's currently 70.5% completion percentage, 326 yards, three TDs, one INT a game, 8.5 yards uh, on the average throw and 108.58 QBR. He's a different QB on the road this year. I think that's really going to play into all of this the last four games, uh, and it's really going to play into this Chargers game. Yeah, I, anything that can give you the slightest edge in one of these divisional rivalries is important, and I agree with you that it's going to be key for him. 
everything flows through him. So you can't really get away from anything. And let's see, it was one against Dallas, one against Denver in terms of interceptions, right? Um, And then nothing against Raiders either time. And those were the two bookends to that run. So this last uh, five-game stretch has been pretty decent. If he can continue that, I think, again, that all comes back to controlling those turnovers. And I I think he's going to be fine other than that. No, I agree with you. And I think the thing that sticks out to me the most, though, 5.75 yards per attempt at home in those games that he struggled versus mm-hmm. 8.5 on the road. Again, and that's including his worst game, uh, which was against the Titans. So yeah. I think that's, you know, he's in a much better frame of mind on the road this year. And I think that could really work into Kansas City's advantage. So looking forward to that. And hopefully what they did in the last game will help them because it was only Patrick and the offensive line that played over 60 snaps. They had a total of 66, but obviously um, Patrick was only out for four uh, with Chad Henney getting those four, but they did a very good job rotating because they knew Thursday night was coming and they wanted to make sure that they had the, the oomph to get there. Um, a couple of things that stand out, 40 snaps for Byron Pringle. Um, again, second game in a row where he is the next in line behind Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill. So in terms of pass catchers, uh, there you go with that. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, 30. Josh Gordon had his best game, and we know about the touchdown, in just 24 snaps. Uh, McColl won less than him. So um, they did a good job rotating. They even got Noah Gray in there for 22 snaps. So on the rise again to try to help out Travis, who played uh, 49. So, you know – giving everybody a little bit of rest because they knew that this was coming. Now, Joey Bose had a pretty good game the other night. So the concern here is, you know, what's going on at tackle? Is Deanne going to play? I think we can take away from that that they put themselves in, in a place on the offensive side of the ball to be ready for whatever they have to do. Hopefully it will be Niang. Yeah, and it's hard to know, though, at this point. I kind of wouldn't be surprised if they didn't go with Wiley just because – uh, Wiley has been playing. They think that he's been playing well. They're happy with him at, at this point. And I think that, you know, Niang not starting tells you that they're just, he's not necessarily ready for this game yet. But we'll see. Could be. If that was the case, I would think that they wouldn't have played him um, on Sunday. So hopefully well, he, that they were just saving him for Thursday. Yeah, maybe. And But he would have been limited in practice today if they would have had it. That's what he was marked on the on the practice report. So Fair enough. Uh, I'm still waiting to see full practice for him. Um, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Joe Tooney is another example of guys play through things all the time. Ribs are a little different when it comes to linemen. So we'll see whether or not he's able to go or not. And and if you really look at it, though, if they can give him another game where he doesn't have to start and Wiley can play okay, I think they're in a position where they can come back from their mini buy and he will be ready to go. Mm-hmm. So that, that should help pretty dramatically to tell you the truth. Um, I'm really interested to see that. And there's a couple of things that stood out to me on the other side of the ball as well that we need to address, especially about how they're going to apply, not just to the Chargers, but to the Steelers after that. And going forward, like you said, that mini buy will come into play. But first, I would really like to tell you guys about Stance because we've been hearing a lot about it. It's a brand new apparel company, uh, especially designed for active wear or things that you guys do in your workouts. And since it's holiday time, you know, it's gift giving. This could be the coolest thing that you could give this year. They were founded in 2009, and they represent a radical reinvention of basics, like socks and active apparel and things that go under your actual outerwear. 
Um, Sharp Focus has come on comfort and quality and creativity, and that is really apparent when you take a look at what they offer. Stance brings a typical aesthetic alongside with some pop culture's hottest collaborators. You can get crazy things like Star Wars socks and, you know, workout gear with uh, Harry Potter on it, of all things, like things that I, I would not necessarily have put together, but it is really interesting. And um, whether you, you're you looking for something unique or you're looking for something that's just really comfortable and high quality, this is the place that you want to go. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters, whether that's fitting in or not. And uh, people who feel good, they generally look good. Uh, so go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com. You'll get 15% off of your purchase. You just got to use the promo code locked on at checkout, and that will get applied to your whole cart. Uh, enjoy the color and the comfort and, and things that are a little bit less ordinary at stance.com. Less ordinary is a good way to describe what happened uh, in the Chiefs' last outing. A couple of takeaways for me that, that really stood out. And yes, like there was a long list for Chiefs that um, were, were a little bit limited in practice. Not that did not participate, but a lot of limited here uh, mm -hmm. on Monday's practice. And part of that goes to like how much everyone played. Uh, we talked about Mike Hughes ad nauseum yesterday because he had the, the greatest game of probably his career. And it is, I find it very interesting that he's also the guy that played all the snaps, 64 of them, one more than Juan Thornhill, six more than Dan Sorensen. Those were the top three guys. Everybody else, including um, Tyron, um, Ward, they all played less than three quarters or, or right at three quarters or less. And the big takeaway for me is that of those 65, 64 defensive snaps, Jaron Reed, 43, Chris Jones, 39, Melvin, 37, and Frank, 36. A lot of rotation. We saw them nearly platooning in relief so that they can continue to be fresh or fresher to get after the guy that they have to get to in Justin Herbert this week. Yeah, and I think part of, you know, Dan not playing in, in you know, Thornhill and Tyron were actually really Tyron. Uh, obviously, they took him out, put Armani Watts in. So, mm -hmm. you know, you would expect that, that his snaps are going to be down. He normally is a 100% snap, snap guy, so – that's not surprising. And, and definitely in a game like this, if uh, especially without little Jerry Sneed, he would have been 100% if this was a closer game. So it yeah. uh, makes a lot of sense that they made some substitutions. I'm glad to see that they did that. Uh, I do think it's something that uh, is good for this team, and I think it's going to be good for this defensive line. I think they're going to be really fresh for this game. And Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark have to just be excited about yeah. going up against a – Slaterless Chargers offensive line. It's, it's new state of being Slaterless. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> they also did something a little bit curious, and I think it was also uh, in preparation for playing the Chargers, but I think this is actually the way that it ought to stay. When you look at the linebacker snaps, Willie Gay led the way, Nick Bolton was second, and Hitchens was well down the list at that point. So I think that that plays into the longevity, the coverage aspects, what they're going to see here from teams that feel that they need to score points, especially after watching what the Raiders did uh, and allowing the Chiefs to, to score nearly like they did in seasons past. Um, I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that kind of, of situation where you're going to need those guys running in coverage. And obviously, Willie's going to be the guy to do that. So I was encouraged by that. Neiman um, played a little bit less, but the big surprise to me was that DeAndre Baker snuck in there. I didn't, I saw him for a couple of snaps. I didn't see 17. So he played a quarter of the snaps on Sunday. And I think that was a good sign too. A lot of people were concerned about his absence. 
Yeah, and I think that you know the big key with him is is, is going to be who they're playing and who's available on the Chiefs team. You know, with Fitton back and with hopefully Legarius back, or even if Legarius isn't back, you know, Mike Hughes played a great game. So mm-hmm. you would expect that he's going to start, uh, and we're going to continue to see him out there. But you know, look at the Chiefs' depth at corner. I mean, it's fantastic right now, and that's where you've always wanted it to be. So I think that's encouraging as well. Yeah, and this is this is the plan coming together so that you have mm-hmm. your corners four and five are able to step in and still give you 90, 95% of what you're getting from the starters. Yeah. And that's the key. And at this point, it's huge. It's about that depth to get through the season. No, it's absolutely huge. And Kansas City is going to have a big test. Uh, you know, I watched a little bit of that Chargers game, uh, and Herbert's got a big arm. We always knew that. Uh, I do think it's kind of funny people are talking about that 65-yard throw and saying that there's only like three quarterbacks in the NFL that could do it. And I'm like, yeah, Kansas City's got another one. So <laughs> pretty sure. About it. Yeah, not not so worried about it. Uh, Kansas City knows they have to play defense. And the nice thing is, is in a way, Kansas City's defense is already going to be a little bit more prepared for Herbert than a lot of teams are because they have a guy that they go up against on a daily basis and Patrick Mahomes that can do a lot of the things Herbert does so well. Yeah, it's it's not the throwing end that makes me nervous, though. I, I will continue to say, if I didn't say it very clearly yesterday, the prime matchup is who can take away or attempt to at least limit Mike Williams. Yeah, Because we've seen him get the better of this secondary for the last couple available. of years. Right, exactly. It comes down again to can he be out there. But I'm going to go with the concept that he is. And we've seen him beat Traverius a couple of times. We've seen him beat up Mike Hughes last time, who I think clearly you can say has progressed since the last time these two teams met. But for me, it's about can you get something <coughs> on him and leave him out him to rough him up early in the routes and yeah. then let the safeties do their job. Yeah, he's a tough matchup for this corner group. Uh, the corners don't have a, a guy that has his size that can go out and go get him. So, uh, you know, if you're in a situation, you know, the big question is, is, is he going to be available? If he's available, then – uh, maybe you double him. Maybe you give help over the top on Mike Williams, especially if Keenan Allen isn't playing. Uh, Guyton's been a deep ball guy, but if you always, you know, know where he is on the field and don't let you know somebody get behind you, then I think you're good in that scenario. Uh, and you know, Chargers are also missing their top two tight ends when it came to the injury report and Austin Eckler. So they have a lot of injuries now. Maybe some of those guys are just getting some time off or we're going to get time off, and that's why they listed him that way. But I'd still say that there's probably injuries they have to worry about. Yeah, I I would think so. We should have a clearer picture tomorrow. They are supposed to practice on Tuesday. Uh, Matt will be on the show for Wednesday, so we'll have an update for you there and get you all caught up. As this week is going to go very, very quick, folks, we'll have a look at the game for Thursday as well before we get to that. So for thank you for your time today. We appreciate it, and We've covered where we are at this point. We'll know a lot more tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. This is this, I think, again, is the turning point for this division this year, right now. Absolutely. Be fired up. We appreciate your time. Thanks for listening today. Like, sub, hit the thing on YouTube, uh, as well as the iTunes reviews. And I just want you guys to know whether it's any of those platforms, YouTube included, we are free everywhere and we are five days a week. You will get more information from us. So thank you for your time and your patience. We will talk to you tomorrow.